with a resting of the body and the heart. Inviting uh, gratitude for this mystery of the body, the mystery of aliveness. Whatever way you want to invite that gratitude to be present, do that right now. Gratitude for the gift of life, for the gift of presence. Gratitude for the elements. Sometimes it's helpful to have the hand on one's heart. And also to invite in the quality of compassion. There's a line in uh, one of Mary Oliver's poems where she speaks and says, each body, a lion of courage. And being a body brings great, uh, can bring great happiness and bliss. And it also has its challenges and we're very uh, vulnerable, soft beings. And so compassion also is very appropriate for ourselves, for others. And as you wish, moving into 
mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of the body. When other sensations of the body become predominant, we might want to start with coming back to the breath. dropping fully into this mystery of the breath at the level of sensations.
of returning again and again to embodied presence. If you wish, uh, opening up to being aware of the body through the four elements, earth and water and fire and air or space.
And as we continue to sit quietly, I'd like to give uh, some brief guidance for the next uh, part of the afternoon. In a few moments, I'll give a short talk. I'd like to invite us to have a sense of embodied presence as you listen to the talk. And so, still with the eyes closed, be with your body in a way that you might be able to carry forward into eyes open and listening to a talk, where you might be able to keep at least a light sense of embodied presence. It could be the hands on the knees or feeling the hands together, maybe the whole body. So staying present with the body in that way. Including noticing if you start to doze off or fall asleep. Stretching or taking a deep breath or adjusting in a way that honors the sensation and your aliveness and that little sleepiness and yet staying awake. And now with grounded in that part of the body, let your eyes open, bring in the visual field, still staying connected. And now back to eyes closed. Stay with that sense of embodied presence. And when you hear the bell ring, you can again open the eyes. Juliet will start another file right now. Okay. Good. Our theme for the uh, afternoon is integration. And see if you can keep that sense of embodied presence. And I'll do the same as I speak. When I was uh, first starting to do more talking, again, I was, had done about several years of practice in a fairly intensive way with uh, body awareness in, in different, a few different forms. And my teacher gave me the guidance, when you give a talk, do whatever preparation is helpful. And then when you're ready to give the talk, 
Ground yourself in your body, in your belly, and your heart, and let your thoughts self-organize. So that's my practice right now. There's a learning curve for that practice. <laughs> so first of all, the, those ways of touching uh, gratitude and compassion are, are, are really important. We haven't given so much emphasis to what we might call the heart practices as practices of embodiment. But they're crucial. And you may have even in those few moments felt the energy and the importance of gratitude and compassion. It's really the realm that we dive into fully with luxury at Esalen. Dancing and um, being with metta, phrases to awaken and mature the heart. So a crucial, a crucial aspect of our, if we were really looking for um, a range of body practices, a range of different forms of embodied practice to every day bring compassion to the body for at least some time or gratitude or following the Michael Franti song play that and then say to oneself, I love you, I love you, I love you, (laughs) to one's own body. One of the teachers with whom I sometimes teach, Spring Washam, she says that self-love is a revolutionary act in this culture. (laughs) So a few other words about what kind of embodied practices can support this movement towards uh, embodied awakening in daily life. And so I'll I'll name a few areas. One of them is continuing the formal meditation practice. We've particularly focused on mindfulness of the body and we've particularly focused on these three forms of mindfulness of the body, being with the breath, being with the body sensations as they become predominant in different forms. And then thirdly, the practice of being aware of the elements. And that practice in particular helps us to be more and more with the, with the sense of the dynamic flow of the body. Uh, the constantly changing nature of the body and move away from a sense of the body as more solid, really, we might say, a conceptually mediated sense of the body, and move more towards the direct lived experience of the body. And the formal meditation is beautiful for that. as, As our aim here, the two main forms we've used have been formal meditation and dance, right? and trying to bring those together. Another practice which we haven't done so much but could be, could be developed is to really let the body be a resource 
in meditation or in the flow of daily life when there are challenging thoughts or emotions. For example, difficult emotions or thoughts sometimes take us away or any real, really any repetitive thoughts to bring the attention then to the body. It's like changing the channel. And it can be a wonderful technique to move away from getting stuck in a repetitive thought or just having it come over and over again. Body is a tremendous access place to go beneath the level of thinking and very useful practice when there is repetitive thought or could be a challenging emotion to go to the level of body. Sometimes we do that. I'm sure I'm saying something that many or most or all of us know. There can be... uh, there can be some illumination or some opening that wouldn't have come without going to the level of the body. (laughs) What we're looking for are many types of wake-up during the day. Many types of wake-up calls of all sorts. So internal, external, apps, anything, (laughs) whatever we find. So walking meditation is a tremendous resource in daily life. And practicing walking meditation can be quite wonderful in itself. Sometimes when I, I walk in the forest and do retreats here, I walk in the forest and every step I say to myself, grounding grounding, walking on the earth. It's just a very beautiful, simple practice. And uh, walking or some kind of body practice, like, like our dance, done before sitting meditation, often quiets the mind. Very helpful before sitting meditation to do something like walking meditation, the dance, qigong, uh, some yoga that, that brings us into our bodies. We can take the walking meditation also as something that we deliberately say, whenever I'm doing walking just around town, we, I'll do walking meditation. And actually go into that practice just walking around. It doesn't have to be slow, it can be normal speed. And for me, when I was first learning meditation, I was a student in Boston. I complained about not having enough time for meditation. And at a certain point, and I, was, I didn't have a car, I was using public transportation, and I said, when I'm walking around town, I'll just do walking meditation. And suddenly, ah, more time, a lot more time for meditation. And wonderful switch, you know. What, what brings the life of awareness more into our lives is finding small ways to, to, to be present. A number of small ways. You know, most of us are busy, but we actually have these windows or these places where we actually could be cultivating presence. And that's what I find. We can't force it too much, but to find maybe the one or two places where you can bring awareness in where it's not there now. Bring embodied awareness in where it's not there now. A practice I used to do, sometimes I do now, I do it when I'm, when I'm here, is after a meal, just take a five or ten minute walk. Or maybe after one meal. And just go into the walking meditation. And then, uh, thirdly, to have, uh, to have some kind of a body practice, right? like dance, like yoga, 
like Qigong, I, I go swimming uh, four or five times a week when I'm around. And just to have some way that we come into the body. I'm not going to swim today, but probably tomorrow I'll, I'll, I'll do it really. Maybe I'll bring that elements dance into the, the water. <laughs> but, but to have some regular body practice can be beautiful. And probably most or all of us have something like that. You know, where we're again, we're, and we can say, when I'm doing this body practice, let me, let me take it as a time to cultivate presence. Because much of the rest of our daily lives, a lot of the stimulations in our lives, go against embodied presence. Right? A lot of work environments, or the media, or you know, all the input, right? It's just so much. And maybe, maybe many of you have found ways to make peace with all the stimulation, but there's a lot there. There's a lot. Um, I found it very powerful to occasionally find a, a, a place in my life where there's a little friction or a little challenge of being present and embodied, and then uh, taking that as that moment, taking that unconsciously in an embodied way as my practice. And um, one was uh, when my son, who's 11 now, he when he was two, three, four years old, I'd have to get him from the car into the YMCA where I was going to go teach a class. And I'd be, everything would be great. And then he wouldn't want to go. And I would be reduced to, you know, you've got to go, come on, hurry. And I realized that that was the perfect opportunity for me to really be where they say the rubber hits the road and shift my awareness and as much as possible be more grounded and fully present in a different way. And um, it, it was kind of like a miracle. He changed immediately when I did that. Of course, I was, I was changing, but um, just letting there be enough time so that I could actually be in my body as I was transitioning with him. And that really is a segue to the fourth area, which is to find different daily life activities where we can be embodied. You know, uh, again, uh, a principle of learning, it's great to bring awareness to a challenging thing, but the general principle of learning is we start where it's easier and we move it out to more difficult situations. So just find, maybe make a commitment saying, when I take a shower, I'm really going to be aware of my body. I remember one of my teachers said, whenever I take a shower, I just really delight in it. And that, somehow that clicked with me. I said, yes. I do that too. It's so fun. <laughs> it's really cool, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Try that one. <laughs> or something like doing the dishes. You know, or just find, find one or two or three activities that are every day that you can just say, let me just be embodied. Not too many. And in all of this, uh, especially... Uh, especially if you're newer to embodied presence, maybe outside of dance, I would just say, choose out of everything I'm saying or Heather's saying today or just now, just choose one or two. Don't try to do five. Okay? Choose one or two, maybe one. 
and then maybe after two weeks, maybe another. And that's that's a, w- a way to learn. A fifth area, which is getting towards more intermediate or advanced practice, is to start to have a sense of presence in your body in the midst of interactions and speaking. And I've, I've sort of seeded that here, not doing it in a very detailed way. But it can be done. It depends on a sense of of really good access to embodiment. And then it actually can be workable. Try it out in less difficult situations first. And even less demanding situations like being at a meeting. Or even right now, you're listening. Uh, Maybe in a moment we'll have some discussion, but right now it's just the listening. And see if you can be present now or go to a meeting or, I don't know, Watch television. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's advanced practice. (laughs) Advanced practice. But but explore, or maybe someplace you feel really safe, and try to stay in your body and keep talking. Or or tell the person you're with you're doing an experiment, right? (laughs) And it it changes everything. You know, it's been an important practice for me for some time, and it changes a lot. And then maybe the last one is keep coming back to the body as a refuge. Come back to that sense of embodied presence as a way to ground, as a way to be connected with yourself. As I was saying, sometimes as a way to get beneath repetitive thoughts or emotions. To connect with the earth. To take a walk on the earth. And see if that can have a place, uh, maybe more, even more than it does now, to just help you, uh, help us to uh, keep being present. And the whole sense of being present is that out of that presence comes compassion and wisdom. That's really the sense. So I'll just end with a, a part of a poem by Allen Ginsberg. It's the end of a poem that he wrote a long time ago called Song. Yes, yes, that's what I wanted. I always wanted. I always wanted to return to the body where I was born. I always wanted to return to the body where I was born. Something so simple and, and so uh, pointing to depths as well. So we have a little bit of time now if anyone has uh, a reflection, a comment, uh, a question. And we'll, we'll continue with this theme of integration and daily life for the rest of the afternoon. But particularly maybe anything that I said on bringing the mindfulness and awareness presence into daily life. Maybe you have something that really has worked for you that you want to share. That could that would be fine. Yeah. And we'll use, we'll use the microphone. Okay, I can never pronounce Taknikan. 
that I read a long time ago that he said that it only takes three breaths to bring us back to presence. Mm -hmm. And that's something I do all day long, is just stop and breathe three times. It took me the longest time to really get in the habit of that, but I do it all the time. Yeah. So this is a tool from the Vietnamese teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh, much beloved, wonderful books. And it's, it's a way of, it's really, uh, we sometimes talk about this as a technique of just finding times to pause from, and get a little bit of uh, pause from the momentum of things, right? Pa- and pausing, and one can do that individually, just, okay, let me come back to three breaths. It also can be used as a technique in uh, groups, organizations, in meetings, where it's sometimes called uh, using the mindfulness bell, where the group agrees to have someone ring the bell, let's say, every 20 minutes, and then people come back to themselves. And I've, see, I've been in organizations where people use uh, the person, one person's assigned to ring the bell, and they use it extremely strategically. You know, like, like people are just in the middle of, two people are kind of a little bit getting at each other, and right at that moment, whoop, and then they come back. And sometimes like 10 or 15 minutes of, of fruitless discussion is avoided. Mm-hmm. A wonderful tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the same line, for those of you who uh, like technology, there's a free app called My Calm Beat, <laughs> and um, you can program it for one up to whatever minutes of breath. You can time it so it goes off, and it's just taking deep breaths, and there's, yeah. it's called My Calm Beat. You can put it right on your cell phone. <laughs> and it's, and uh, I work with teenagers that have had trauma, yeah. and a mindfulness forget. They want technology. So if there's the exciting thing is technology, mindfulness is getting into technology. Mm. And so when I take out my cell phone and I plug, <laughs> turn on my calm beat, they love it. And they're, you know, then they're open to mindfulness work. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. Great, thank you. My calm beat. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh taught me this a long time ago. <laughs> I use it all the time. Just breathing in, I am relaxing. Breathing out, I'm letting go of what, what's driving me crazy or whatever. Just in my mind, I'm saying, breathing in, I am relaxing. Breathing out, I'm letting go. Yeah. Thank you, Maria. I suppose I'm a bit of a Luddite because I'm still using uh, stickers instead of technology. And I got a sheet of little red dots and I hid them around my house. Mm-hmm. So inside a cupboard, next to the telephone, next to the door, just strategically placed around the house. And if I go to reach for something and I see the red dot, it brings me into a moment of breath and grounding and and body scanning Mm -hmm. and it helps me avoid the autopilot Mm -hmm. (laughs) beautiful and of course some people can use artwork in this way as well you you Mm -hmm. know certain images or 
like we have here, some certain images or forms can, can bring us back. learned from somewhere in the past uh, it said to ask yourself when you're kind of agitated and you really don't want and you're just what some people would call pissy inside yourself and you know it you ask yourself if you're hungry, lonely angry or tired mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe uh, last one okay. um well, I love to dance. I mentioned that yesterday. And I've been starting my practice, as you just mentioned, um, putting music on in the morning and dancing mm-hmm. before I yeah. do meditation. And then I've been following something that Thich Nhat Hanh said also. Um, I light a stick of incense in the morning, and I say I'm going to live this day fully and with my heart and mm-hmm. in the best way that I can and Beautiful. be grateful for the beauty of a new day. And I've been doing that every morning for about two weeks. And wow. I've been going through some challenges in my life, which I don't need to go into, but it, it, it helps so much with the dancing and to do that every morning. It's just wonderful. So I wanted to share that. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, that was the last, but this is the last. <laughs> you were, yeah. um, oh, it just occurred to me that I don't, I don't know if there's time for this, but there's a practice that I know, and you could even reference it for releasing anger mm-hmm. in the body, that an embodied releasing anger practice <clears throat> um, that I learned from Donna Eden in Energy Medicine. It's in the book Energy Medicine. It's called Releasing the Venom. Mm-hmm. And it's actually just a, it's a, very quick. It's probably the, one of the most effective body-based if you've got stuff piling up. Yeah. <laughs> I could even show you in two minutes. <clears throat> yeah. Since we were talking about anger. Hey, let's see if we have time maybe later because I want to, I want to um, give enough time for the walking. Um, but we, we, we may have, we should have some time later before we finish. Um, let me just, in closing this particular session, let me invite you to just go inside for a moment and bring to mind one or two ways that you might bring more embodied presence into your life right now. Could be anything we mentioned, and maybe just one. Let's just ask one. What would be, if there was... And see if it calls you. If, it, if nothing calls you, that's fine also. But see if, is there something that calls now to be brought into your everyday practice? To bring more embodied presence? about uh, 20 minutes now for walking and I'll invite the walking using any of the forms that we've been developing. Could just be the standard technique for walking meditation. Could be being with the whole body walking. Could be sometimes acknowledging other bodies. Trees, bushes, lizards, humans. (laughs) 
And we wanted to add one piece, which is a little bit starting to integrate the dance and the meditation. If when you're walking, you feel like just a few <laughs> dance gestures as you're walking, <laughs> feel free to bring those in. Okay, we'll ring a bell uh, about six, seven minutes before we come in. Okay. And we'll go right into the dance again. <laughs> 